Hallelujah. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I asked my husband on the way here tonight to pray for the service, and he said um, he did. He prayed for um, me to. Uh, he prayed for me to be in intense, or he said um, he prayed about the intense word. But then he said, um, "I don't know if that was." It, you usually don't say the intense word. You usually say. Um, uh, I can't remember the word he said, but then, um, and you say it with a joke and a laugh or something. And so I was like, hmm, I, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I don't know. He wanted, um, I think he was praying about the boldness of the Holy Ghost. And I will tell you that the boldness of the Holy Ghost um, will be, is coming out tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And maybe with a joke and a laugh. I don't know. <laughs> Let's pray over the word and then we'll start. Father, we just lift up this service tonight. I lift up the word, Father, and we thank you that it's the word from your heart to our heart. And Father, we just open our hearts completely. We open them wide to receive everything that you have for us tonight, Father. I thank you for the anointing on my lips the anointing on our ears and the anointing on our hearts, Father, to receive and take in everything that you have for us tonight. I thank you, Father, that just the spirit of truth is here tonight and takes us by the hand and leads us into all the truth there is. We just dedicate and give this service to you and we say, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Um, tonight I want to talk about one of my favorite um, guys in the Bible. I, last week I was telling Rick, um, um, asked him if he could guess who that was that, I, that had been on my heart. And he went through a, several of my favorite ones, but didn't get this one right off the bat. He did, he did eventually. But, um, <laughs> but one of the favorite, my favorite... Um, people to read about in the Bible is um, Stephen. And I want to um, start in Acts chapter 6. Our Bible lesson tonight is going to be about Stephen and what Stephen, the, the type of man, the man of God that he was and what he did. Hallelujah. So um, let's start reading I want to read um, all the, like, verse 1 through 8, and then I'm going to stop and go over some of that. But, so starting with verse 1, it says, Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. That's a good thing. And the, and the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and then four other guys, and Nicholas. 
And <laughs> hallelujah. Woohoo! <laughs> and okay, and the next one. <laughs> Whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. So um, they took care of this, it brought increase. So they were looking for a they were looking for seven men of good reputation, it said, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, um, so that they could, the twelve, so they could pray and minister the word. And that pleased everyone, it says, and they chose Stephen and all those guys. And they prayed and laid hands on them, and the word of God spread, and disciples multiplied, increase came, hallelujah. And then verse 8, Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Hallelujah. The world needs some Stevens today. Um, the church of the living God needs some Stevens. Some, some men um, and women full of faith and full of power and full of the Holy Ghost. And guess what? That's us. Hallelujah. <laughs> so... Um, Twice in these eight verses, it says that Stephen, Stephen was full of faith and power. So that's what I've been meditating on a little. What is um, being full of faith and power? Um, so if you put the next verse up there, please, in Romans. The very common verse, I bet everybody can say it without even looking. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, you can't, and we don't get to say, well, we've heard this because um, in my Sunday school room, if they say that, I say, well, listen to this story again and see what else you can get out of it. So, but, <laughs> but very common scripture. But this is, the way, this is the way that faith comes, by hearing the word. That's how it comes. Agree? Agree. Yes, yes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is the way faith comes. So... Being full of faith would be being full of the word, right? Would you agree with that? Yes. Full of faith equals full of the word. So this is kind of just a question for us then right here. How much word? If hearing, if hearing faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, how much hearing of the word of God are we doing? Um, enough to keep us full? You don't have to answer. You just have to think. <laughs> Um, Stephen was full of the word. Um, in the, if you go on in this, um, in this little story of him, in chapter 7, he, he um, has an address there, and he tells them about Abraham and the promised Isaac. He tells them about Joseph and his favor and wisdom that he had with Pharaoh. With, he tells them about Moses' life. He tells them... Um, about David and Solomon and the temple. And we're not going to read all those 50-some verses, but um, he knew the word. And we, so he was hearing the word. He was hearing a lot of the word. And we should be hearing the word a lot and reading the word a lot <laughs> and meditating the word. And we should, we have to do that continually. Um, the... Uh, we need to do that continually because we, we need to know the word. We need to know the word and know what the word says, right? Yeah. Hallelujah. And 
Do you think you can get to a point where you have too much word in you? No, no, we don't. Uh, so we need to know what the word says. And we, it's our job to read it, to keep hearing it, no matter how that is, whether that's a CD, a Bible, a tape, a reading it yourself, a med- just however you, however you um, can keep yourself and how you like to keep yourself hearing the word is what we need to do to keep us full of faith continually. Hallelujah. Um, let's look at James 1. 21, please. says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. So we're to get this word implanted into our soul. Just the regular dictionary meaning for that word implanted is to put or fix firmly. So the word of God needs to be put and fixed firmly in our souls. Um, the word says in Luke that uh, the, uh, the seed is the word of God. So we need a big garden in our hearts of the word of God. Hallelujah. Um, we need continual planting for continual harvest. Um, farmers and gardeners, when we plant our gardens and when you do the planting, they, they don't plant everything right at once um, or else everything's ready right at once and then garden's done. But you plant, oh, you plant some stuff and then a week or two later you plant some more and then you just you continually plant and you continually have a harvest. And we need to do that with the word. We need to continually put the word in our hearts, plant it in our hearts, hallelujah, so that we have a continual um, harvest of it, a continual crop of the word coming up. Thank you, Lord. Um, So then um, the last part of that verse said to, so receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Um, And that word save there is the word sozo, and it means to save, to deliver, protect, heal, preserve, do well, be, and make whole. So if there's any part of our soul hallelujah, our mind, will, and emotions, anything in our life that needs saved, the implanted word of God in our heart is what saves our soul, what um, delivers our soul, helps our soul, protects our soul, heals our soul, hallelujah. So it's very important for us to have the word in our hearts. Let's look at the, um, the next one in the, yes, I love this translation. So get rid of the uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted, hallelujah, in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. So we put the word of God in our heart and we have, it contains the power to save our souls. We have the power in us to save our souls to heal, preserve, help, uh, all those words I read when we implant the word of God into us. Hallelujah. Put it in our hearts. 
I love that. Implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power. Hallelujah. So let's look at Colossians 3. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So this, this scripture tells us to let the word of God dwell, or one translation said have its home in our hearts, inhabit in our hearts richly. And that word um, richly there is abundantly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, so we need the word of God in our hearts. We got that. So if the next thing the Lord was just talking to me about, um, we're not going to put the word of God in our hearts, hallelujah, if we're not hungry for it. So we have to be, we have to be hungry for the word. And we need to check our hunger and check our appetite often <laughs> hallelujah um, because we're not going to put the word if we're not hungry for the word of God we're not going to put it in our heart and implant it in our heart um, and have that power that um, containing that contains the power to save our souls that's not going to be in our hearts if we're not hungry for it so um, let's look at uh, let's go to Matthew Good news, though. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So if we're hungry for God, for the word, if we're thirsty, we will be filled. Hallelujah. So all we have to do is make sure we're hungry and thirsty. Thank you, Lord. So let's look at Psalm 42. <clears throat> so... As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. Hallelujah. So the, as the deer pants for waters, water. Um, I'm not a deer hunter, but I live with a deer hunter, and I, have, I know a lot of deer hunters. And um, deer, <laughs> deer do what it takes to get to water. Um, and our, our souls need to be the same way to get to God. Um, I've, I've heard um, my family make um, hunting plans and where to go and stuff, and it always comes up um, if they found water. We'll go here and, um, because there's a water hole over here. And I've heard them say, we're not going to hunt there. There's no water there. So just like the deer will do whatever it takes to get to water, our souls need to do that too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thirsting for God. Thank you, Lord. So no water, no deer. Hallelujah. The deer don't, aren't there if there's no water. <laughs> and no thirst for God. We're not filled. Hallelujah. So we have to make sure, we have to check our hunger and our thirstiness. Let's look at Psalm 107. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Hallelujah. God delights. He absolutely delights in filling our souls with goodness and with whatever our souls need. He um, delights to do that. 
and he and we have this promise he satisfies the longing soul the hungry and thirsty soul the hungry thirsty heart for god he fills and he satisfies and he delights it's his favorite thing to do i'm sure <laughs> he loves to um, fill us with goodness give us everything we need hallelujah thank you god so if we lack hunger and need a bigger appetite for god um, it's very easy to get that change we can just ask god to help to make us hungry and he'll do it so if we're if we're not as hungry as we should be or know that we should be simply we can just simply ask him to give us a hungry heart and he will now the devil will try to curb your appetite for god but we're not we don't let him do that but so we just ask god to help help us to make our heart hungry for him and the things of him right so appetite is good it means you're alive hallelujah if you have an appetite you're healthy and doing good um, healthy lively people are hungry and eat every day how about that so <laughs> um, same thing with us in the word healthy good healthy hungry souls um, eat the word of God every day hallelujah put it in our appetite leads us did you know that we'll go out of our way to get what we're craving for thank you Lord um, good or bad if you want a McDonald's uh, Big Mac I'm not saying it's good I'm not saying it's bad um, you're going you'll go out of your way turn a dip down a different street do whatever you have to do to get that if that's what you're craving for lunch um, ice cream you <laughs> anything that you that you're craving that you have to have you'll go out of your way to get that I'm going to tell on on Rick and I a couple times this summer we um, and we were already settled in for the night at home and we had a craving mostly Rick I think had a craving <laughs> had a craving for ice cream and I know of two times this, this past summer, it was almost bedtime, but we got up and got in the car and went into Dairy Queen. <laughs> or Cold Stone or something like that. So we went out of our way, interrupted our schedule, our bedtime, and whatever we had to, to go get what we were craving. Hallelujah. And we, God wants us to be that way and have that heart for him and his food, the things that he has for our hearts. Hallelujah. <laughs> a hungry heart says more please um, instead of I've had enough if you um, I think I always use cheesecake because that's my favorite dessert but <laughs> if you want a piece of cheesecake and you are you want a second helping of cheesecake you say more please I want some more you don't say you don't sit there really wanting and wanting that piece of cheesecake and just say no I've had enough maybe you should but you don't um, you say more please and that's how God wants us to be with him have hungry hearts that say more please not I've had enough how terrible to say to God we have we've had enough 
That's not good. Thank you, Lord. Um, I can't make you hungry, and you can't make me hungry. We have to take heed to ourselves, right? Um, I can offer you food. You can offer me food. But I can't make you hungry, and I can't make you eat. And you can't make me hungry, and you can't make me eat. It's our, we have to do, our, we have to take care and develop our own hunger for God. Um, and sometimes we have to force feed ourselves. <laughs> sometimes we have to um, tell our flesh, you will eat this until you like it <laughs> and crave it until you're addicted to it and you can't get enough of it. Have you ever... Um, told your kids that about broccoli or I listened to a minister one time that told that that he said this to his flesh for carrots he didn't like carrots but he knew they were good for him and you need to eat them eat them eat them and he said um, flesh you're going to eat these carrots and you're going to like them so and he continued to feed himself those until he liked them and he says this day he loves carrots hallelujah so Sometimes we have to do that. We have to say, flesh, you're going to, um, you don't get to decide. You're just going to zip it. And, uh, but you're going to, um, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to be hungry for. You're, but you're going to eat this stuff that's good for you. Hallelujah. And sometimes we need to do that with the word, even if we're not feeling like it. Sometimes we just have to, because... We know we need it. We need to just make it happen. Say, flesh, you're going to sit down and you're going to read the word and you're going to take it in and put the implanted word in your heart to save your soul. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, go to Psalms 37, please. Trust in the Lord, one of my very favorite scriptures. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. So we're to feed on the faithfulness of God. Um, in, there's another place in Psalms that says to declare God's faithfulness. Um, and another place says in Psalms 89, I think, says his faithfulness surrounds him. So when he's in us, right, and so his faithfulness surrounds us too. Um, so when I was just meditating on this, feeding on, on his faithfulness, um, that word feed there actually means graze, keep company with, devour, eat up. Hallelujah. So um, I don't have cows, but I think they do some grazing. And um, so they eat a lot. They eat continually. They graze. They just eat a little bit all day long, right? Is that what grazing is? Um, and that we need to just continually eat the word and feed on God's faithfulness. Um, there's lots of ways to feed on the faithfulness of God. Um, Bible stories like we're reading tonight that, um, that, we, that minister to our hearts that show the faithfulness of God towards other people because God's not a respecter of persons and what he's done for anybody else he's going to do in the Bible and anybody else we've heard of, he'll, he'll do for us. And that's one way of feeding on his faithfulness is just feeding, meditating on some of the Bible 
um, stories and things in the Bible where that, ha that shows the faithfulness of God towards people. Another way is just testimonies that we've heard. Um, you know, I love to um, hear and to remember testimonies of the faithfulness of, God's of God towards his people. Um, another way is our own experiences and encounters we have with God and his faithfulness. Um, he is faithful. God is faithful. I can tell you, um, I know, this is what I know. God is faithful. <laughs> He's never unfaithful. Um, no matter if anything has ever happened, maybe not the way that we thought it would or in the time that we thought it should or whatever, I can guarantee you this, God was faithful. Something else messed up in the situation or someone else or something, but our God is faithful and he's faithful to us. And as we, we can take one step, take one step towards God, he's faithful to come to you. He's faithful. There, you cannot, there is no way in the world you can convince me that our God is not faithful. <laughs> he's faithful to us. And he wants us to feed on that faithfulness. Um, hallelujah. So Stephen was a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, um, full of power. So full of faith, keep that word in us, feed on God's faithfulness, right? Be hungry for it. Um, full of power and the Holy Spirit. Um, if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit in you, right? If you have Jesus in your heart, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You've invited him to come live. The Holy Spirit's in us. And in Acts uh, 1, Jesus told his disciples, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. We receive power from the Holy Spirit. We receive the power from the Holy Spirit that's in us. And being full of power is a work of the Spirit. It's not a work of us. It's a work of the Spirit. Um, we can't in and of ourselves do anything. Um, but the Holy Spirit working in us can do everything. Hallelujah. All we have to do is be willing and available and yield to it. One of the things that um, I, one of the things I know that is a help in keeping us um, full of um, power in the Holy Spirit is praying in the Spirit. Praying in tongues is necessary. Um, I know that some people don't think it's for today, but it's for today. Hallelujah, it's for today. The, um, I don't really, I can't really put words to all of it, but if, if you're feeling um, like you need some strength, like you need some endurance, um, you need just some strength, help from God, um, you can pray in tongues and it strengthens you. It builds stamina in you um, that it gets that power that we've got in us working in us so that's a very important key to our life is praying in the spirit um, let's look at Ephesians 1 19 
And what is it? We're kind of coming in the middle of this prayer that Paul was praying, but it says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So this power that worked in Christ when he was raised from the dead, um, that power that's toward us who believe, is in us because Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, is in us. Hallelujah. That's good news right there. Um, so then we can't uh, talk about the working power of the Holy Spirit in us without looking at Ephesians 3.20. So let's look at that one. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Hallelujah. Then let's look at that in the Amplified. Now to him who, by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purposes and do superabundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Hallelujah. That is really good scripture right there. That power working us above what we can ask or think, above what we can pray, above what we desire, our thoughts, or what we even dream of. Hallelujah. That power that we've got in us, that working power of the Spirit in us. Hallelujah. We just have to keep, um, keep getting it, keep praying in tongues, keep um, believing, keep expecting it. Hallelujah. Expect that power in us, and it works. And it keeps working. Hallelujah. Um, Pastor Jerry spoke on this not too long ago, and I loved this um, part. He brought out Luke 4.18, where it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And that anointing, I think he brought out the definition too, um, is burden-removing, yoke-destroying power. And you and I have that in us because... Jesus was anointed to preach the gospel and the good news, and we are. Hallelujah. We've got Jesus in us. We're anointed to do that, and Pastor Jerry was bringing that out. So we've got burden-removing, yoke-destroying power in us. Um, and so I think Pastor Jerry even said this, and I wrote it down, and it's so cool. I've been saying this, um, that you and I, I've been saying, I'm a burden remover and a yoke destroyer. How about that? So someone asks you what you, what do you do? Well, I remove, <laughs> I remove burdens and destroy yokes. I'm a yoke destroyer and a burden remover. Hallelujah. What do you do? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So we have, we have the power of the Holy Ghost in us to help us. Hallelujah. Um, Let's go now to Acts, go back to Acts and look at verse 9. So now, um, I just want to look at the rest of some of the stuff that happened in this story and kind of um, bring out, look at the characteristics, maybe, if you will, of a man or a woman full of faith and full of power in the Holy Spirit and the results of that. 
So let's read a little bit of this. It said, Then there arose from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, all those people disputing with Stephen. <laughs> and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. I love that. Hallelujah. That's good. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people. That's bad. And the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him into the council. They also set up false witnesses who said, This man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all who sat in the council, looking steadfastly at him, saw his face as the face of an angel. I love that too. Then the high priest said, are these things so? So they just, they accused Stephen of all these things. And so, and then they say, is all of this so? So they were disputing with Stephen. They weren't, but they weren't able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Love that. They secretly induced men to say things about him. They stirred up the people. They seized him. They brought him into the council. They set up false witnesses against him. And the council saw his face as the face of an angel. And then the high priest said, Are these things so? All these things they just accused you of, are these things so? Now, at this point, um, Stephen didn't say, No, they're lying, and try to defend himself. But I love what he did say. He said in the next verse, but I didn't, get, I didn't put it up there, but he said, Brethren and fathers, listen. And then he preached to them what I was talking about earlier in those ver verses, told them about what happened with Abraham and a whole bunch. There's like 50-some verses of everything that he spoke to them. And um, which is another thing right there um, of being full of faith, full of the word, full of the Holy Spirit. Um, he had an answer. He had an, he, he was full of faith. He had enough of the word in him. He had an answer for all that. That was awesome. Um, and then in um, uh, verse 51, did I give you verse 51 of 7? He says, um, you, let's see, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. So the boldness of the Holy Ghost flows here <laughs> in this part. And he calls them stiff-necked, stubborn, uncircumcised in heart and ears. And he tells them that, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. That's not a good word right there to be told that you always resist the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be the one that says, that gets told you, you resist the Holy Spirit. And we're not. Hallelujah. But so he, he told them that. And um, of course, um, let's read 54 now. So when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. I think they were a little mad. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, here we go again, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, 
I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. I don't think they like him. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul, who was later going to be Paul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Hallelujah. So they were furious and gnashed at him with their teeth. Not surely what, I'm sure what all that is, but I don't think it's good. Um, um, but Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven, saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. So Jesus, or Stephen looked up. Hallelujah. He looked up and he kept his eyes on Jesus. Um, that verse in Colossians, I don't know if I gave this one to you, but Colossians 3.2 says, he said his mind, or it says to set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. That is what Stephen did right there. He looked up and he kept his eyes on Jesus. And then in verse 56, he told them what he, what he saw. And then that, in that verse there, that was the last time that Stephen spoke to them. From this point on, he only talks to God about what's going on. They screamed, um, verse 57 says, they screamed, plugged their ears, and ran at him. And they threw him out of the city and stoned him. They stoned him when he was calling on God. Now that's rude right there. He's calling on God, and they are stoning him. So this isn't good, is it? So, but Stephen told the Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And they heard it. They heard Stephen say this. I wonder how they felt then. Um, but I believe Stephen wanted them to know that he had forgiven them. And that's why he said it, and they could hear it. Hallelujah. If we look at Luke 23, Stephen was doing what Jesus would do. Right before Jesus' crucifixion, this is what he says. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. But Stephen, all this happened to Stephen. He got stoned and all this, they talked about him, they said lies about him, they accused him of things, they, all this stuff. And then, uh, and then stone. How, who, how many have you been stoned before with rocks and not me? And so they did all this, and he told Jesus not to charge him with that sin. And he was just doing what Jesus would do in that case. He's doing what Jesus did in that case when they were putting him on the cross. They told, he said, look, Father, don't charge him with this. They don't know what they're doing. Hallelujah. So... Stephen was so full of God that he was acting like Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um, so being full of God caused Stephen to be full of boldness 
when he needed boldness. Do you agree with that? Hallelujah. It caused him to be full of compassion when he needed compassion. It caused him to be full of love for others, even ones that were being really mean to him. Um, caused him to be full of forgiveness. Um, caused him to be merciful, right? And full of goodness, and it caused him to just be at peace. He was at peace. It says in the last verse, and he, and he fell asleep. Hallelujah. So being full of God, full of faith, full of power in the Holy Spirit, um, everything Stephen needed, he had. And everything that the boldness, when he needed boldness, when he needed compassion, when he needed love, when he needed to be able to forgive, all of that, everything he needed came from being full of God and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And the same thing for us. Um, sometimes we don't know when um, we might need a uh, extra dose of the word maybe in us um, and the power of the Spirit. But if we're full of God, it automatically comes out and works through us when we need it and when others need it. Um, there needs to be and there has to be an input of the word, hallelujah, for there to be an output and an outflow. And... Um, Hallelujah. You find out really how much of God you have in you um, when things come at you. Um, recently, um, I was blindsided with something, and um, I didn't like it at all. And, uh, <laughs> um, but, and I... Um, it took me a, a I, ha, I did take part of the test more than once, but the final test I got a good score on. But some of it, some of it, ha, but I, I realized right away how much of the word I had. And I had, um, God helped me. He, um, uh, he helped me tremendously. But it was a real eye-opener to just um, how much of the word I had in me, and I just became aware that I needed a lot more in me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, so, but when those things, when those things come up, and the things like what happened to Stephen, I don't know if, you know, like in verse 8, when it said, you know, he was doing great signs and um, wonders among the people, um, everything was going good, and then nice, and then verse 9 came, and they were disputing and then all kinds of trouble and I don't know if when he was everything's getting there going good for him and great signs and everything I don't know if he was thinking wow in the next verse of my life they're going to be disputing and they're going to start some lies and they're going to do all this but he was full enough full of the he was full of faith and full of the power of God that looked out how it turned out hallelujah that's how it is for us too. We can be so full of, full of God, full of um, faith, full of the power, full of the Holy Spirit that we have the answer 
Hallelujah. And we have all the help we need. We have all the strength we need. Hallelujah. Because we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Because just like we sang tonight, the greater one lives in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have the greater one living in us. So we're going to be like Stephen. We're going to be Stephen's where and be full of faith, continue to put the word of God into our hearts and be full of it and get that power of the Holy Spirit that we have in us that we've been, that's been given to us, um, get it working and win every time, right? Hallelujah. We're winners. We are winners. We are victorious. We are winners. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, just uh, yesterday, I um, was talking with someone who's very dear and near to my heart, and they uh, got blindsided by a little something and that tried to take them down. And uh, um, today, when I talked to them, um, they said, I'm doing good. And they said, I got my healing scriptures out and my healing scripture CDs, and they're listening, they're listening to those and everything. And they said, this is, what, this is what they said. The devil picked on the wrong girl. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and just like in here, we see that same thing happened with Stephen, right? That was the wrong one. And so we win. Hallelujah. And we just continue to take the word of God in, get it implanted and rooted in our hearts and in our souls, coming out our mouth. That's when the, you know, that's when the word, the, um, the sword of the spirit, that's when it's a sword and does damage is when it comes out your mouth. Hallelujah. But it has to be in here to come out, doesn't it? So we have to continue to plant the word of God in our hearts and get us a good crop. Hallelujah. And a good harvest, right? Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. He's so good to us. He gives us everything we need. He's so faithful to us. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. We thank you tonight, Father, for your faithfulness. We thank you for the word, the living and powerful word of God that we have, Father, that, that we can put in our hearts, Lord. We ask you tonight, Father, just to help us to plant more of the word in our hearts, Lord. To continually plant it, Father, and continually get a good harvest and a good, have a good crop of the word of God, the living and powerful word. Thank you, Father. Help us just to feed more on your faithfulness. And we thank you tonight, Father, for your faithfulness towards us. And we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit that's in us. The Holy Spirit that is our helper, that is our strengthener, that is our counselor, that is our teacher, that is our leader, and that is our guide. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit in us to help us and to give us everything we need. Hallelujah. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we're thankful for you in our lives. We're thankful Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. I just ask you tonight, Father, for just a new strength in every heart here tonight. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 
I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you just minister whatever any heart, every heart needs tonight, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We just welcome you and give you the opportunity to minister to the heart what is needed. We thank you for your faithfulness to do that. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. You are dismissed. Full of God, people. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.